0: blog talk radio it's january 23rd 2022 hello and welcome to working for a living radio show where realists for change present opinions that matter tonight we're joined by co-host jeff brown and i'm your moderator leroy mcknight please remember good leadership is never about power and control but rather for the honor and the privilege of serving the members in the interest of the membership. Working for a Living is syndicated on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, Listen Now, Player FM, and you may also follow us on Twitter. Let's see if we can get my co-host over here, uh, Mr. Jeff Brown. Hello, Jeff. How are you?
1: I'm good, Leroy. How are you this weekend?
0: Good. I'm I'm pretty good this weekend. It's been a busy weekend, as you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Lots going on. Uh, so uh, internally and externally. <laughs> so. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so how how was your week? Yeah.
1: My week was okay. Um, not much happened, but it was okay. Uh, been some really good football games this weekend. Um, three of the games this weekend have ended with a late second field goal to win the game. And now the fourth game is on; just got started. So, like I say, good games for a change. <laughs> yeah, good games. No blowouts. We'll,
0: we'll try and keep this show not too long because I know there's probably a game going on at the moment, so we don't want to take too much yeah, people's it just time this is going on. So, uh, we least let you know, see the last part of this. So you're probably watching it anyhow, but see the last part of the second half. And, uh, so, and we've done the, the whole second, or, or last part of the first half and see the whole second half. So, yeah. From where I'm at, we had a good week. We got noticed uh, Sunday, I think it was, that we, uh, well, we some of us got it in the mail too, uh, it came out that we have a new national benefit, uh, OTC benefit, uh, so I posted that on most of the website so those of you who are Detroit 3 folks could have uh, got a chance to see that, and uh, we explained uh, in that how to navigate that pretty well. I think Jeff's going to cover that in his report, though, so uh, we'll... I'll uh, talk more about that later in some detail. Um, uh, our website uh, to this uh, sister uh, radio show and Facebook page uh, was hacked uh, a couple of times. I was trying to fix one of the hacks, and it turned out it looked like we might have need to upgrade the uh, theme. In, in upgrading the theme, uh, thank goodness uh, the um, platform we use stops before you have the fatal error. We did lose quite a bit of stuff because of a hack that uh, would um, take place upon our upgrading theme, Uh, and the uh, theme was lost. We lost that theme um, and a lot of stuff with it, Uh, but it's back up running. I got it back up running, and uh, it's not the same theme. We look a little different. Uh, we'll, we'll see if we can make this one work kind of like the other one did pretty much. There'll be a few changes, but you'll, I think you'll like it. You know, it's a bit, little bit different, but uh, pretty sure you're going to gonna like it. You just got to, when we post these shows out, uh, the second image down says, you know, please click here, and you can click on that image, and it'll work and take you right to the uh, radio show. So, uh, and then we always have a few links in that as well, uh, so, um, we, uh, uh,
2: are, uh, happy
0: to support whoever, uh, last radio show we had. Uh, and, and, by the way, thank you, uh, for the, uh, ad, uh, to the, uh, Clark, I think it's Clark County, uh, in Northeastern, uh, Missouri. Thank you for the ad. Uh, shout out to all your members there. Uh, we really appreciate the, uh, uh listeners all of them. Welcome to all our new listeners as well. Uh, We have joined a few new pages uh, associated with uh, UAW and some other uh, groups that we support, including Clark County. So thank you uh, for that and uh, we really appreciate it a lot. Uh, So that's about what's happened around here. Some other things behind the scenes and some things that's happened because, you know, uh, once you take on the big guys, they come after you pretty hard. So uh, I I won't bother, bother you with all the attacks on me this past week. But we survived, and we're here, and happy to, to have a good show here for you tonight. We'll, we'll uh, give you some good information, and we've got a real good special guest on tonight. Uh, we're going to get to her in just a few minutes. Uh, we're going to go through the comments and the emails right now. Jeff, you want to start that off, please?
1: Yeah. Um, number one is thank you, working for a living. For having me on your radio show, I enjoyed it. Found great value in the interview. Please let me know if there's anything I can do to assist at any time. And that was from our last guest, uh, Charles West, who was a candidate for Missouri's sixth congressional district. And um, I think that was one of our better interviews we've had since we started the show. So. Thank you, Charles. Good luck to you on your uh, endeavor.
0: Yes, we surely uh, enjoyed uh, enjoyed him last uh, week when we had, or two weeks ago now, because we didn't have one ho- uh, holiday show. Uh, the reverence for uh, that holiday, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, did a lot of good things. Uh, so we didn't have a, you know, it was a holiday for most of us. And, uh, we didn't have a, a show on that last weekend, so. but two weeks ago, we had him on, and, and I thought he did an amazing job, so um, I think he's well well qualified to uh, lead your district there, six sixth six District of uh, Missouri, uh, as the uh, Dem- Democratic uh, congressman whenever he gets elected, so um, I'm quite sure he'll do a very fine job for you. Uh, The next uh, one that we have here, and then I'm going to turn this over to Jeff for a second. I want to make sure we got our guest in in queue here. Uh, But uh, uh, I'm going to get this number two here. Working for a living, thank you so much for posting the information uh, on the -the over-the-counter retiree benefit, your information regarding how best to navigate the site was very helpful. Thanks again.
2: Uh, Names were held.
0: We got a lot of that uh, after that post went out some uh, 45 uh, sites uh and a lot of people even though they weren't uh you know they weren't necessarily uh gm sites or a lot of gm people gm ford and chrysler people on them so they really appreciated that um uh, shout out to them and uh, they better serve for it now but the, as most of us know there are no more regional benefit reps at the region and uh they say the locals don't represent us anymore, so uh, now we're sort of out on our own unless we raise all kinds of sand. So we'll uh, I'll be happy to uh, uh, try and get you whatever we know, uh, and we do our very best to do that and to help our UAW members and retirees. Thank you, Jeff. You want to take that and go on into your uh, uh, your, your definition, and I hope I'll be back by then, and uh, I'll do my part, and then we'll introduce our guest. How's that?
1: okay sure, uh email number three you're glad you have stopped
0: hello, Pam hello, Pamela hello hello. can you hear me? Hello. Are you there? We're in the the queue now. Are you there? I can't hear you. I think I, I did Jeff instead of me. Jeff, you might want you might want to have your report. <laughs> Go start your report over. i put you in the hole. Hi, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. How are you? (laughs) We we've had some technical difficulties here tonight. It looks like. Uh, uh, so uh, yeah yeah my goodness uh, so y- you want to go through your report i whatever you were finishing up there I'm I'm so sorry that there's been a bunch of stuff changed here in the hosting thing here I really apologize for that so uh, so you want to go through and, and go ahead and give your uh, report finish up what you were yeah. doing I, I, the, yeah. the folks had dead air I'm, I'm sorry. Apologize for that. Uh, we there's there's some things that's changed in our in our studio, and um, I got to tell you it's uh, uh, new new to me. So I really apologize to the listeners. So much much apologize. We'll bring on our our special guest here as soon as we get through Jeff's and whatever I have here for you. Okay, and we picked a, okay. uh, a theme of leadership, so on our definition in quotes this, this time. So, okay, Jeff, go ahead and finish them up.
1: all right All um, right. already touched on the uh, retiree health care benefit. Uh, it's a very good program for the retirees. You can get big discounts on uh, vitamins, diabetes supplies, um, mm-hmm. Just we posted it on Facebook last week, weekend and you can just click on the link he provided and it will take you right to the website where you can log in and make your orders for whatever you need on that site. I think we all got the catalog mailed to us, hard copy. So take a look at that, see what you want. Um, we... The Ford family in UAW uh, had a retiree last week who just finished his 70th year working in the Ford um, Dearborn Stamping Plant. He's a member of Local 600. Uh, 70 years, that's a very long time. Uh, I heard about him about 10 years ago in Solidarity Magazine did a story on after working 60 years. So congratulations, Willie. We hope you enjoy your retirement. Um, Governor Whitler is leaning toward eliminating the pension tax that retirees have been forced to pay since Governor Snyder. Um, I think a lot of us were very upset about that when he did it, and he'll save us uh, about a thousand dollars a year, according to the article I read. So um, we'll go to the definition of leadership, while Leroy's finishing up. Leadership is the actions of leading a group of people or an organization. Five qualities of a good leader are as follows. They are self-aware and prioritize personal development. They focus on developing other. They encourage strategic thinking, innovation, and action. Or they are ethic, ethical and civic-minded, and they practice effective cross-cultural communications uh leray are you ready i uh, yeah
0: i'm here i'm uh, yeah can, can- can you hear me yeah can you hear me jeff I can yeah hear okay you. 'cause this yeah I mean, Okay. our our systems, uh you know i'm i'm not sure what's going on quite frankly this it's changed a little bit a couple of uh, uh, i as you may or may not know we we have trouble even getting on this uh, host of where we have our radio show. Here about a month ago, so we thought we had all that fixed, but we're getting some curves here a little today, so we really apologize for the technical uh, difficulties that are going on with our host uh, for the radio show. But uh, let's let's go on in here and uh, the quotes for a week, and I'm going to run through these pretty quick because I know we have our, our guest on hold here and we're already a little time in here. Um, uh, uh, leadership is best when people barely know he exists a leader is best when he, people barely know he exists. When his work is done, his aim fulfilled, they will say, we did this ourselves. That's by Lao Tsao. Um The second one here is, uh, before you're a leader, success is all about growing yourself. When you become a leader, success is about growing others. Jack Welch, a leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. That's by John Maxwell. He who never learned to obey cannot be a good commander. That's by Aristotle. Effective leadership is not about making speeches or being liked. Leadership is defined by results, not attributes. That's Peter Drucker, a famous uh, management writer. uh, I forget the books that he's written, really good books, so uh, worth reading if you ever aspire to. Uh, i run an organization of any kind. Uh, I don't care if it's, you know, PTO or the, the uh, uh, American Legion or whatever, you know. So anyone can hold the helm when the sea is calm. Philippus Cyrus from Greek days, uh, Rome. Lead me, follow me, or get out of my way. One of my favorites George is George's General Patton. I uh, a story about that. Maybe I'll share sometime. Uh, when I give a minister an order, I leave it to him to find the means to carry it out. That's Napoleon Bonaparte. So th- those are pretty good quotes. Uh, when we were putting this together, I uh, found that there were some really good ones, and uh, if you think about those, uh, they're uh, just amazing. I'll put those on the, on the, the website page. I didn't yet, but uh, as I said, we've had a lot of uh, hacking going on around here. So... Um, we're not sure you might have been some of that earlier in the show here yet tonight, so anyhow We we uh, apologize for anything that went, went miss here a while back again. We don't want you having that air uh, So I'm going to bring on our special guest tonight uh, This is an amazing woman been an activist for her entire life uh, second or third generation activist in uh, the uh, eastern southeastern part of Michigan Uh, She's currently on the advisory board for the uh, Oakland County, Michigan Sheriff's Office. Uh, Her and her husband, I believe, are on that board. Please welcome to our show, PG. Welcome, PG. How are you tonight?
2: Well, good evening to you and Jeff. How are both of you doing? And just a minor correction, we're on the Southfield Police Chief's Advisory Board. Oh, okay. (laughs) But close enough.
0: (laughs) I appreciate the upgrade. Yeah, Yeah,
2: yeah. Well
0: tell us a little about yourself and why you continue to do work for the community.
2: Well, first of all, I wanted to just say how much I love you guys. I miss you. I'm so glad that both of you have remained safe during these dangerous times and just living in this pandemic. We are now living in a world that has an angry silence, and just to hear you two on the air doing what you do, I want to applaud you for that. And, Jeff, the last time I spoke to you, you said something on the air that has stuck with me, and you told me that leaders don't create followers. Good leaders create other leaders. I will never forget that, Jeff, and thank you for that. I use that in my talking.
1: It's a very good quote. It is. One of my favorites.
2: And thanks for sharing it with me. So, Leroy, you asked me, I'm sorry, Jeff, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, Leroy, you asked me what have I been doing, and as you said, the fight, and the struggle continues. You know, back in the 70s, an artist, Gil Scott Heron, talked about the revolution being televised. It's being televised as we speak. What I have been fighting for, when this whole pandemic started and the police brutality The first thing that my husband and I did in the city of Southfield, we made contact with our police chief right when the news story was breaking. And we said, we know we don't have that problem in Southfield, but what are we doing to be proactive to make sure that our police officers in the city of Southfield is doing what they need to do? And one of the things that we re-implemented and raised the bar on it was the duty to intervene. And we talked about that and made that decision prior to it becoming a national um, suggestion in terms of making the police departments better, that duty to intervene, which means if an officer is standing around and they witness something that is not appropriate, a violation of any kind of policing rules, They have a duty to intervene and get involved. Another thing that we did in the city of Southfield, and we wanted to make sure that any resident, anybody driving through our city, uh, staying in our city overnight, when they're in a vehicle, if they're stopped by the police, we wanted to make sure that we were not intimidating people that was being pulled over by Southfield cops. And what we started doing was we passed out, and we are currently passing out, a card that says, Know Your Rights. So it tells you when you get stopped by a Southfield police officer, these are the rights that you have. It also explains to you when you get stopped by the police, this is what we would want you to do for this situation to be a normal stop and not an escalated stop. We knew we were not going to tolerate any racial biases against any particular person coming in our city. And I am happy to say I've been a resident of Southfield, Leroy and Jeff, for almost 40 years. And we don't have policing problems when it comes to uh, that in our city. We have a very diverse city. We fight very hard to keep it diverse and to keep it inclusive. And, Leroy, you know, I learned a lot from you. The uh, resolution that we submitted to the Michigan Democratic Party a couple of years ago, you taught me there is one thing to say diversity, and there's another thing to say inclusion. You educated me on the fact that it has to be the inclusion first before the diversity. The diversity means if you've got one you're diverse. But if you've got one African American, Latino, Asian, or any other ethnic group that's non-white, they consider that diversity. But what they don't look at is the inclusion part of it. So you have to have inclusion before you can have the the diversity. And I learned that from You Leroy. I thought it was just um, well. diversity.
0: Yeah, no, it's not. I, uh, as, as you know, Pam, I, 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 in the past, I was uh, uh, chair of the Ingham County Democratic Party, here where the state capital resides in Lansing, Michigan. Uh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: But I was also the cap coordinator for Region 1C, and um, albeit temporary, international staff. And in that position, in, in co- a concert with both of those positions. I had a lot of interfacing with the state party because it resides here uh, and other uh, my, my own positions as well.
2: Um, yeah. And I
0: had a lot of input and help to administer many of the rules that were existing. And I had a fair amount of time to think about all of those, and I knew the problems. The problems weren't that people weren't trying to be diverse, and they were, but it was lip service. Because when the rubber met the road, the uh, diverse folks didn't have a seat at the executive board table for the Michigan Democratic Party. Say that. And that resolution uh, that, that you and I drafted together, uh, you know, I, I put a draft together, but that you and I perfected that over some time. Uh, so, it, you know, and it's those listeners that are kind of new to the show, uh, Pam and I have worked together on a number of projects. This being one of them, probably one of the most important ones, maybe to the whole state of Michigan, and if it gets roots nationwide, uh, to the to the nation. And we'll have some history on on how that's progressing as we speak. But right now, uh, I understood the the pitfalls of why it wasn't what it needed to be because I had to administer those and I saw where folk that needed to have a seat at the table didn't have one so at the time I thought it was appropriate uh, I I sat down and spent a little time putting this together and uh, Pam was in the Democratic Michigan uh, party headquarters when I was there to uh, address a membership issue um, but also I uh, uh, let her know that this was uh, coming forth, and we then sat down, her and her husband and I, and we worked on perfecting that over time. Uh, Unless you have actual input at the highest level, all the diversity in the world isn't going to help you. You need to have inclusion in the decision-making process at the highest level, and that's what that that, uh, resolution that Pam is uh, talking about Uh, Well,
2: Leroy, uh, I thought uh, it was brilliant when you said that each and every chair of every caucus that falls underneath the Michigan Democratic Party umbrella should become a member of the executive board. And as you taught me, that's the only way to have inclusion and that every necessary party in the organization have a seat at the table. And that's the only way that you can get real concrete change is for everyone to be sitting at the table.
0: That's correct. That's absolutely correct. And if they don't have a voice, and they might get overruled, but their voice got heard. See, you know, when I was chair of the Democratic Party, I went to every county commission, and we went from eight Democrats and five Republicans to 12 Democrats and one Republican under my leadership. Now, I also, uh, when that occurred, and during, while it was occurring, I made sure in our caucus meeting that everybody knew the following. Yeah. While we're in charge and we have absolute authority, we must make sure that we have the other side voice heard. So, and not just a single soul out there on these committees, because we, there's, you know, any numbers you know and most everybody knows any number of committees that the county uh, commissions uh, supervise and they have people on those boards and commissions from the county and some civilians that are not elected on those boards mm-hmm. and i demanded that we have about 35 to 40 percent of the the other opposing side on every one of the boards or and commissions so and that occurred uh, unlike our sitting governor at the time that refused to have any of us on any of uh, his state boards uh, so that our opposing voice could be heard at least. And so we try to be fair, and we have to hear the other side. And those that are in leadership, even if they're on the same side in a party, they have to hear every ethnicity, uh, gender group, whatever they might be, they have to sit and have a voice. While they may be overruled and outvoted, at least you get to hear it so you can become more sensitive to it as it occurs and as it goes forward. Uh, Would you agree with that, Pam, after all we've been through, would you say that's fair to say?
2: I certainly do, and I want to share with you and Jeff that during the time that we were working so diligently to get the Michigan Democratic Party to embrace this and to put it on the ballot at the convention, Our efforts failed, but when I was touring the state while I was running for chair of the Michigan Democratic Party Black Caucus, which is a volunteer position, two cities, to my surprise, embraced that resolution. And that was Kalamazoo, Michigan, first, and Jackson County, second. But the funny thing about it is, Leroy, Years later, after you and I and Jeff had been just pounding, uh, and my husband, pounding about greater inclusion, diversity, and equity, all of a sudden now, the Democratic Party realized for the last election, and Joe Biden, uh, selecting Kamala Harris for his vice president, realized the need for greater inclusion and diversity. They changed it around took our resolution, plagiarized, didn't give us credit for it, and they adopted some sort of uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, resolution. And as you taught me, you can have diversity, you can even have a little equity, but the equity can't really come into place if you don't have the inclusion because some people are at the table, but they don't have a voice, As you just said, Leroy, everybody should have a voice. They don't have a voice, and they don't feel included. So they finally passed something. We kept hammering them for the 14th Congressional District, which has recently been changed to the 12th Congressional District, and prior to the change, they adopted the same thing, diversity, equity, and inclusion, but I presented it the way you taught me, Leroy, uh, you and Jeff, It was uh, greater inclusion and diversity. So I had to fight to get them to reword it and change it back to my original recommendation. Even the Oakland County Democratic Party has taken a page from our resolution, Leroy, and they made it diversity, equity, and inclusion. So people are understanding that more than ever now, greater inclusion, diversity, and equity is very important in every aspect of our lives, but especially in politics. You
0: you cannot make, and I think one of the leadership tenets that I just went through, you you cannot make good policy unless you've heard everybody, you know. And, Correct. And I I I'm going to just take a moment of personal privilege here and, and talk about what happened at the. Capitol on uh, this past uh, January 6th,
1: mm.
0: there were uh, many presentations, but there were two Republicans on the floor, the Cheneys, Liz Cheney and mm-hmm. her father, former vice president, the Cheney. And while we may have disagreed on many, many things, I applaud him for taking note that he and his daughter were the only Republicans there and saying how much that had changed you know since he was a congressman for 10 years he didn't even recognize Congress again if you're not if you're blessed with being given a seat at the table by your constituents and you do such an injustice to the system itself as to not attend and at least listen to what's being said. It's a deplorable leader that does that. And that leader, whoever they are, needs to be corrected in either their leadership, by their leadership, or by their elected constituents, or their, their, their constituents who elect them, right? And if you cannot keep those people at the table that they were elected to attend, to hear everything, that's why Congress exists. That's why there's so many. And that's why there's so many seats there. Sure, they're on the left and right of the building. But when they're vacant, Congress's work is not being done. And if you're representative wasn't in his or her chair on January 6th, you need to get rid of them
2: Mm.
0: and put somebody else there that at least sit in the chair. They can have the same ideals, but you need to put somebody there that's not so divided in our government. You need to put somebody there. Again, they can have the exact same ideals for you because every congressional district... Should 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 be representing the people they represent, but they better be at the doggone chair when when Congress is in session. So go ahead, Pam. I don't mean to be running off the well, microphone I months.
2: don't. I don't want to push this on the listeners, but it's imperative that I drop it in their lap. They should know that when you were the chair of the Ingham County Democratic Party, that you got more people to join the Democratic Party than any chair of the county, Ingham County, previously. And I am so oh, no,
0: no. honored it, to say it, that. It, I, 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 that. That's true about the county, but I I was the number one salesperson in the state of Michigan for Michigan Democratic Party membership.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. You definitely were. And I knew when we met at the headquarters that I would like you because the same way I was treated when I walked in, they, we both made them seek attention and their posture to deal with us because we weren't going anywhere until we got what we needed and what we wanted. And that's what attracted sure. my husband and I to you, your diligence, your confidence, and you know what you're talking about. I've learned a lot from you since we've been friends. Sure. And I knew when I met you that every time I talked to you, I needed paper and pencil to take notes. And then I could go and look it up and read it and check it out for myself. So I thank you for being a good friend and for teaching me a lot because I don't know everything, but I am like a sponge.
0: Yeah, None of, none of us do. I learn every day. you know. And I, I want to thank you for those compliments. I, I try to, as, as Jeff's... Um, very famous, uh, well, maybe not so famous because not a lot of people know about it, but very uh, appropriate quote that he's very – Jeff, you want to say that quote again so we you can remind us of what it is?
1: Um, Good leaders don't create followers, they create more leaders. That's the quote.
2: That's powerful, Jeff. Right. I said it a little uh, wrong, yeah. but that is so powerful. Okay and jeff when when you said that to me on the air, do you remember what your thought was? Because I know it was a reason why you said it to me, but it was so necessary it it gave me a wake up call. you know, a lot of us walk around mm-hmm. and we do the work we've got our boots on the ground, but do we really understand what a good leader is and what a good leader's role and responsibility is to other constituents and people that are up and coming. What did you mean by that when you told me that? Um,
1: I have had uh, different uh, leadership roles in my life. I was once the president of the Lincoln Park, Michigan, J.C.s, and we were a brand new club. We We had to fight to keep the chapter going. Because you have to have, at that time you had to have 25 members in your chapter or you would lose, lose it. Um, and see, it was a voluntary thing, you know, I wasn't uh, demanding of, of my executive board. I included them with everything and we all got along great. The second time I was in leadership was at the plant from 2005 to 2008. I was in a leadership position in the UAW um, where I had people who worked with me. And I always went to them whenever a situation came up and we needed to make a decision on something because I wanted them to be involved not just I tell them what to do, and they do it. You know, we, we worked great together for three years, and we made the program that I was working on one of the best in the entire forward department. Um, so you, you got to be careful with people. If you come in and start bullying people and making demands, they ain't going to follow you. And that's a good good sign of a good boss, too. They're not going to follow you, but they're going to resent you and stab you in the back whenever they can. But we worked really well. Um, I was very proud of the team. Um, Union leadership was proud of it. Plant management was proud of it. And uh, it just works better that way. You know, you don't include everybody, inclusion like you were just talking about. Um, we had uh, 3,000 people in the plant, and everybody liked what was going on. So that's what I meant by it.
2: Well, Jeff, you, you really made me cognizant of my approach. You made me conscious of whether or not I was actually being a good leader, and if I was doing what was necessary to create another leader, I didn't want people just following me. I wanted to be a person that was teaching the skills, so when I'm ready to pass the baton, I can sit back and support their efforts. And I, I just I thank you for that. It was really an eye opener for me. And that quote, even though I got it slightly wrong, it stayed with me, and I'm I'm even more conscious of it today because of the times that we're living in. So I appreciate that so much.
1: Yes. Jeff.
0: Right, you're, you're welcome. welcome. I want to uh, give you, yeah, thank and I, I want to take a moment and just say, you know, Jeff and I have been doing this. This is our sixth year going into Our sixth year now. The last time you were here, I think was we one in our fourth year. Yeah, thank you. Um, and we'll have our sixth year anniversary. This is our sixth calendar year, but we'll have our sixth year anniversary first of or about the third of April or whatever that first Sunday is yes, in April, um, and. I've, I've been with Jeff that long, and I, I got to tell you, you can't find a greater uh, partner on the show. Uh, you know, everybody thinks that Jeff just a, a go along guy, but we have major dis- disagreements, and <laughs> in the end, we we agree to disagree. In fact, we 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 disagreed on a couple points on our last show, and he turned mm-hmm. out to be right. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you, Jeff? Jeff is very well <laughs> informed. Say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <you're right." laughs> so everybody that thinks that Jeff's one of them go-along guys, that's not true. He kicks my butt behind the scenes quite a bit. Uh, and i well, got to rethink my position. And I had to call him and say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, 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 Jeff we and have LaVoy, fun did with you, it.
2: did you hear about the recent school board meeting? The State Board of Education. The one uh, word. Was that the
1: one where a lady threatened to bring a gun to it?
2: Um, no, This that, that was one the that was out of state. This is the one that happened yeah. in Lansing, Michigan, for the Michigan State um, School Board of Education. So they just recently had a meeting, and the meeting was featured on YouTube. They were discouraging people to come because the meeting room was so small, but – Six people showed up. There were several people in there that didn't have unmask, um, and I chose to do it from the telephone to participate in the meeting. But they had all of the people from the special interest group register time, and they allowed those people to register, and we had to wait the day of the meeting. As long as we were registered by 1 o'clock, we could participate I watched that meeting, Leroy, and you know, you and I have been on the phone for seven hours just to get an opportunity to speak at some of these, uh, you know, board zoom, meetings. Yeah, and zoom, meetings at the yeah, state that, level. Yeah,
0: that one. Yeah, that one was seven hours for the uh, board of canvassers at the state level, and exactly. I had at least state uh, three state level uh, elected officials uh, ask me to go and, and talk to them. Uh, on that Zoom meeting because I've had some very good success at the Board of Canvassers where they've reversed some, some decisions and and um, uh, my position proved to be correct even though the the media and everybody amazing. else had said it was wrong. You know, so yeah I was scared, but
2: they but that's what they the did. The elected Roy, officials did.
0: wanted me on there. So but we did spend seven hours on that. that yeah, call. we did. this meeting, this meeting
2: was no different. They were on this meeting for almost eight hours. I was watching it via YouTube, and I kept sending emails to all of the board members collectively, saying, "When are you going to give me the telephone number and the password to get in?" I wrote down every single person that gave their name and what city they came from, and we got three minutes to talk. Do you know out of almost 80 people, Jeff and Leroy, I was the only African-American person to speak? And they were talking about the mask mandate and whether or not they wanted the critical race theory to be taught in the schools in the state of Michigan. And I was appalled, disappointed, and embarrassed that so many of these older, educated people were so misinformed about what the critical race theory is and how important it is to teach the truth about African American history to our kids. And they didn't like it when I explained to them that they knew about the United Daughters of the Confederacy, that group that was founded in 1894. What did those ladies do? They didn't have money, but they had influence in the community. These ladies basically changed the narrative about the Civil War. We know that the South lost, but the way they were teaching it, you would have thought that the South won. And these women not only talked about that big lie from the 1800s and. 1920-something, when they were changing the schools and the school books and the way uh, history was taught. And none of these people had a problem with the fact that these women lied. The North won the Civil War, not the Confederates, but based on how they were teaching the material, you would have thought that the South won that war. Now, what is so different in that big lie and African-American kids or Latino kids having an opportunity to learn about their history in truth as it is? I just, I had a really bad problem with that. And I explained it to them. And to my surprise, somebody that was listening in to that meeting. Um, audio taped my three minutes and the next thing I know I'm getting calls saying turn on the radio 9, 10 a.m. Superstation you're on the radio and this speech that you gave people didn't even know I was on the phone for almost seven hours like we were before Leroy just to have an opportunity to speak but I was the only African American to talk and these people don't have a clue Leroy, what critical race theory is, and why why are people so afraid? It just it just really well, bothers they, me. Well, they've made so, it a
0: buzzword. They've made, they've made it the media has made it a negative buzzword. And, and all, it, all in in essence is you know more inclusion and more correct. truth about what the history actually is, as correct. opposed to somebody out there just, uh, you know, revisionist history, you know, and it's just, you know, we we found out about Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the city near there uh, this past summer uh, in a big way came to be known. And why did people go in there and just massacre those folks, you know? I mean, just because they were successful, you know, you – The more exposure you have, and and I I, I just had this discussion with one of my attorneys, and I I said, you know, you're a lieutenant colonel, retired in the United States Army. I'm a sergeant, you know, veteran in the United States Army. And we both went through the same basic training. Everybody does, and then you get your assignments. And the basic training taught you on day one, the guy next to you is going to save your life someday. Correct. And I want you to look at that guy, and then I want you to change places with that guy and have a different guy standing next to you that's going to save your life someday. And the guy next to him. And before you know it, we had Asians and Hispanics and African-Americans, everybody you could, American Indian, everybody you could possibly imagine, Caucasian, next to you. And you better start respecting that person because they're going to save your life someday.
2: Absolutely.
0: When, here in Michigan, we had a lot of white flight to the northern parts of Michigan. And it's become so divided and so entrenched in their thought that everybody's bad, that's not like them. And of course, you know, I fit in because I lived there for a long time. I got a lot of friends there. My friends don't have that mindset, but a lot of the others do that moved up there over time since I lived there a long time. And we need to start getting exposure to everybody in order that we have a more perfect union. Right. Because this division that's going on in our country is unacceptable. You know, it just is. Um, well, LeRoy, you know, and maybe we need to take that areas.
2: resolution and put it in, in the community, not just in the political parties asking for greater inclusion, diversity, equity, and now respect. Maybe we need to have each municipality or all 83 counties in the state of Michigan to write a countywide resolution talking about that very thing.
0: Inclusion, right. So when they have their county meeting, you know, their county commission meeting, for example, you know, that they're inclusive to those. I mean, some communities literally don't have very many uh, other ethnicities there, and and they may not want to be involved. But the opportunity ought to be available, should they? You know, so maybe we can do that then. We can take a look at that and send it
2: off. But they can't observe and celebrate just for fundamental purposes about Martin Luther King and his holiday. You know, the King children talked about no celebration without legislation. And it goes right into the other thing. You ask me, what have I been doing? And that is fighting for these bills. The Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis uh, voting rights uh, advancement and just the way the Republicans have just displayed how vexatious they are in nature to just stop any and everything that goes against their Republican thought and the Trump mindset. We cannot get caught up. Again, having to renew the Voting Rights Act every 25 years. And it was just so sad, uh, Jeff and Leroy, that the House passed both of these bills individually. But the Senate, when it got to the floor, the Senate had to combine both of these bills and do this, what they call fast-track uh, as it related to some kind of NASA bill, and they had to combine the two bills, and even with combining the bills, calling it the Freedom the Freedom to Vote uh, Act, the Freedom to Vote John Lewis Act, they combined both of the bills. It still failed in the Senate. Now, why is the Senate fighting over the filibuster? First, the Democrats didn't want to change it. Now they want to change it. The Republicans said it should stay the same. Now they want to change it. Why is it that every group that's in control wants to alter the rules for their agenda? The Republicans ram it down your throat. The Democrats want to be the nice guy. Go to the table. Let me get your autograph. And that's not where we are in politics right now. It is imperative that we don't have celebration of Martin Luther King quoting Martin Luther King and not looking at his legacy and getting legislation to support his legacy. Why is Michigan, a state near Ohio, that we still celebrate Columbus Day when the state of Ohio got rid of their Columbus Day and they made Election Tuesday a federal holiday. Why don't we have that in Michigan, Jeff and Leroy?
0: Well, we, you know, we, we don't know. Uh, you know, it, go ahead, Jeff.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we need to do that. We need to do that,
2: and how do we get it done?
1: Well, they
2: know it, Jeff. uh,
0: Yeah, Uh, I I want to say that, um, notwithstanding everybody's position, uh, their elected position, and/or their position in the community, we heard, and we're going to hear all next month, a lot of pandering and little action, and you that is what you're talking about Pam,
2: yes. that
0: is yes. exactly what you're talking about, and yes. the problem, part of the problem is that the current leadership, when somebody comes up with an idea that's not their idea, they stifle that idea and then a year or two or four then reword it with two or three words and make it their own, and that drives those people out of the party, and out of the organization, out of the community of trying to make their community better. It doesn't have to be party. I, I say party first because I'm pretty much very much involved in trying to keep the, our country fair, not just our party, but by and through the party, but also in the county commission, and in the state legislatures, and in the uh, federal government, Congress. Make sure that they just don't pander. Pandering means that they're, they're talking and telling you what you want to hear and not going out and making the changes or, or uh, introducing change like Pam and I did and Jeff helped on it as well and, and of course, Pam's husband. We all, we all brainstorm and come up with a pretty good uh, uh, improvement, but it wasn't, interd- it wasn't adopted, and then they reworded it three or four words and turned the title around and, and made it their own, and now it's there, but it's still not, well, they, they still don't have a seat at the executive board, so the inclusive part isn't still available to those who need that seat. But I agree with you, Pam, there's you know, a lot of pandering going on, and uh, we need to get actions, not words. And that goes for our union leadership, that goes for every uh, county in the state of Michigan and every county in the whole U- United States.
1: You know, i-
2: I lost my dad just about six years to- ago. And yep. my dad was a very colorful speaker. He lived in Brooklyn, New York. And my daddy used to say there are problem solvers and there's implementers. We have a lot of groups that mean well. They get together, they, they have the best meetings, the best overhead projection slides, they uh, present the issue, they come up with solutions They identify the problems. But where are we failing as a party, as black people, as Latinos, as Asians, as other groups? We are failing at the implementation process. And that's my word for 2022. How can we take all of these problems that we have the solutions for and take those solutions and not fail at the implementation so that we can get a direct change, a much-needed change in our community and in our politics and in our government.
0: How do we do that, Jeff and Leroy? Well, I'm going to give you something. I'm going to ask our listeners, I'm going to give them uh, something and ask them to consider it. Um, Last week, or the last radio show we had, we talked about uh, the Cheneys and, and their problem with nobody in Congress, and we talked about the division in our nation largely being caused by the FCC Fairness Doctrine not being uh, uh, here today. It was repealed, uh, well, not repealed, it was never actually the legislation. The Supreme Court ruled that the FCC didn't have to enforce it because it was not legislation, and that was in 1987. Okay. The fairness doctrine required that both sides of an issue or party uh, problem or candidate get equal fair time on any broadcast media. So if they had, you know, broadcast media, this person over here, from um, the elitist part, they had to have the candidate over here from the poor side of town.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And we didn't have the divisions because we heard both sides. Remember we talked about inclusiveness and hearing both sides?
2: Yes. When
0: you have these poor opposite media organizations that don't have to give the other side then we have the division we have in our country. And this is what I'm going to ask you, Jeff, all of our team that we have, all our membership in the UAW, whether you like me, don't like me, I I really don't care. I'm going to do my best for you even if you don't like me. And we've had a couple of those examples on the show where the person come back and said, I couldn't have done that for you. Stick up for me like you did even though you hate me. Or I hate you, whatever. I didn't. Ha- I don't hate anybody, but he didn't like me. Uh, at least one of those. Uh, uh, there's a couple others, I think, but that one comes to mind uh, that we had on the air. But the the thing I'd ask you all to do in the general public that's listening. We got some new listeners. I'd like you to talk to your congressperson.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Handwrite them a letter. Don't send it email. Don't send. It uh, something that's typed up on a piece of paper, yes, or printed on on a printer, handwrite it, and ask them to please pass legislation to renew the fairness doctrine for the FCC. That will eliminate this grand di- division and the 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 uh, absolute lock that's occurred in our Congress, that we can't get anything done. It will free up the two sides to go and talk to one another again, that you elect go, to go talk to one another again. It's got so bad that they won't even sit in their seat to listen to the other side. Folks, we got to do something. So write your congressperson in a handwritten note, please, Consider doing this and say, Honorable Congressperson, please invoke and pass legislation to invoke the Fairness Doctrine for the FCC. It was ruled out of order by the Supreme Court because it was never actually legislation. If they pass that legislation, I guarantee you our country will Come back to at least some semblance of order. Please do that, and that's no different than what Jeff, Pam, Pam's husband, and myself put together as that resolution for the Michigan Democratic Party. We ask everybody to have a seat at the table, even in the media, So, that's, and LaVoy, that's what you I'm
2: know that they're doing another. Today endorsement convention again this year, I don't really like the fact that we need to have as a party an endorsement convention. And just like they pulled that stump back in 2018, I'm trying to think in my mind and the only answer that I could come up with and the purpose for having an endorsement committee early an endorsement convention, I'm sorry, early on, is because without that endorsement, the candidates that are running for office at the top tier of the ticket, the Governor, the Attorney General, and the Secretary of State, they will not be able to raise funds if they don't have that endorsed by. And I don't think that the endorsement convention is necessary I think that if you have been in office and you got support the first time, those same people should support you if you have not broken campaign promises. And we've had a lot of campaign promises broke in the state of Michigan. I'd like to ask your listeners, Jeff and Leroy, respectfully, if I may, to enclose another letter in the letter that you asked them to write and ask your congressional people to support the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Advancement Act, that having the right to vote, having access to the ballot, having access to absentee ballots and a drop box to put them in is very important. No one should be restricted to vote if they have been incarcerated or if they don't have a license. You can vote by signing an affidavit. But those laws have got to be passed. We cannot live in 2022 and still have voter suppression like the Reconstruction period, the Jim Crow laws. The civil rights movement. And now the Trump era. And, and thank I, you guys wanna, so much wanna, for allowing me to say that.
0: You're you're welcome, Pam, but I want I want to go back to that just a second. I don't care if you're from any ethnicity and may need it more, but I'm telling you every person in our country, I don't care if you're white, brown, red off-brown, I don't care, you know, uh, uh, Chinese or no knees. Mm-hmm. you know, as they say, Japanese, Chinese, or no knees, right? I don't right. care who you are. You have a vested interest in ending the division in our country, and one say of the that. best steps that you can take is to get the fairness doctrine back in media. Mm-hmm. Please write a letter With regard to that, handwritten gets more attention than anything else you can possibly present. It's a simple thing. Please introduce, vote to affirm, and pass legislation to reinstate or initiate the Fairness Doctrine for the FCC, Federal Communications Commission, okay? And you get that out there to them, and if enough of you say it, you know they'll hear you. Believe me. That's right. Because I've I've been on, you know, I've I've been somebody in the back room, smoke-filled rooms, making the decisions. Mm -hmm. Believe me, I got that history.
2: Well, Jeff, would you allow me to say say happy anniversary to my husband, the Silver Fox? Ten years ago today we met at a Southfield City Council meeting, and I am amazed that ten years has gone by so fast, but I now know for certain that God made this man just for me. So, love, I believe that you're listening. Um, I'd like to say happy anniversary to you. I love you with my soul and with my being. And all I want is just to be a good wife to you, a good friend to you, and love you for another 30, 40, or 50 years and whatever time we have together. Happy anniversary, my love. Thank you, Jeff. Happy Thank anniversary you,
0: to the two of you, yes.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Happy anniversary. Thank you so very much.
0: Good. Yeah. I know you're a very happy couple, uh, and, you know, uh uh, it's a pleasure we when we you. sit down. I,
2: uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> we you're the only one you.
0: that knows the code. You're the only yeah. one. You two are the only one that knows the code ten one you 2 are the only one that knows the code 110, Right. You one know the code ten, one yes. ten. Yes, I can't, definitely can't, miss you. you can't say it. You can't tell them what it means. Though.
2: I'm not <laughs> going to tell ten. them, but I definitely <laughs> miss you and definitely miss yeah. one ten. And when, we, when, just, yeah, when we when just we can't we, wait to see yeah. you in person.
0: Yeah. We'll, We'll see you at one ten here soon, no doubt.
2: Yeah. Uh, so yeah.
0: That's place where we have it's a place where we uh and we meet we just tell each other. One ten, two o'clock. That's right.
2: And we know what <laughs> to do and where to go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, Pam, thanks for being Oh, PG. I'm oh, sorry, PG, okay. P G That's okay. P stands for Pam, that's uh,
2: fine. That is absolutely yes, fine. And, uh, People we're, have been called happy to me have PG all my life since we we moved yeah. to Michigan from uh, Brooklyn, New York. So uh, they they say PG because of the movie rating. So that's fine, <laughs> and it yeah. works. Well, that's yeah. what, what people know me by. Works. It works. Mostly, it works. What, yeah. what, thank you whatever for the opportunity. Seems to work, yeah, yeah. I, thank I, you guys thank for you the opportunity. For
0: I thank you for your, for knowing you, your friendship over time, and for that friendship making me even a better person. As we get to know each other and communicate, I'm a better person for having known you in my lifetime. Thank you so very much,
2: man. And the same uh, here, for Leroy, on the show. You make me yeah, think. Yeah. You make me write things down. And when I can put all those teachings from my dad, my mom, my husband, and you and Jeff. Together, boy, I think I'm unstoppable. And my mother said it's a poor <laughs> duck that doesn't praise its own pond. So I'm praising my pond, but respectfully and humbly. <laughs>
0: I hear you. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, for those of you listening, um, some of the things that I well, over time, I've already talked about most of them. But we'll re in the spring, this spring, because it's again, it's a pretty important year. Uh, this. The spring coming up for those especially the new ones that are on the show that haven't heard those new listeners haven't heard what we talk about here I'll get into some of the uh, more specifics on being successful uh, as uh, you're trying to get your your message and your candidate elected and, um, and yes I you think will if do you, that Leroy yeah we're, we're pretty good at it, you know and, and again we're trying to to, to grow new leaders, not to follow us. You know, we don't care if you follow us. We'd like you to That's listen,
2: Jeff, right there. You
0: know, to us. but yeah, <laughs> but we sure want to, we want to help yeah. you become better leaders yourself. Jeff, you got anything else to add here tonight? We'll kind of wrap her up here in a minute.
1: No, it's a good show. It's always good to hear from PG. Um, we wish her luck in all of her endeavors and. Is there anything we can do to help, let us know.
2: All I want you to do, Watch Jeff, out. is just to stay, my friend, be as amazing and as humble as you are, but more importantly, give me your voice so that I can learn. Like I said, that quote will stay with me for the rest of my life. And I just I thank you for that. I'm happy that we met. I'm happy to work with you in any way that myself and my husband can for us to get the job done. The struggle continues. The revolution is being televised, and we got to keep moving. we got to implement and get the change that the world deserves. Thank you for your yeah, leadership. Right.
0: All right. All right. Uh, one little hint on success. If you... Remember that we all go to work in some fashion, even if we're retired, we have work to do right? But those of us still working um, I don't pick up a you know paycheck anywhere, but I'm still working every day. those of us who work for a living, partly the name the reason for the name of our our show and our our team and our caucus. Working for a living, if if you include yourself as a worker, then we're for you. Remember that. If you include yourself as one of the workers of the world, and workers can be attorneys, accountants, doctors, business owners. If you include yourself as a worker, floor sweepers. Assemblers, material handlers, truck drivers, order selector drivers, welders, pipe fitters, electricians. If you include yourself as a worker, we're here to help you. That's the reason for the success, the core reason for the successes I had when I was chair of the Democratic Party. We never forgot a single worker. Never forget that if you want to be successful. There's a lot of other mechanical things and mathematical things that we'll teach you over time. That's the success, key to success. Leroy,
2: that's beautiful.
0: That's beautiful. I told you when I talked
2: to you and Jeff, I have to have paper and pencil to write that stuff down.
0: (laughs) You've heard it all before from me. (laughs) We don't hear some of our phone calls, let me tell you. And they're always friendly. None of us disagree that much. It's just an epiphany for some folks. But tell the truth, Leroy, they're
2: long, long, long conversations. Like four or five hours on the phone for us is nothing, but we accomplish a lot. We accomplish a lot. We do.
0: we all have, to have action points when we're done, all right? So, well, thank you for all of that and for your support and, and uh, for your input in, in my life and, uh, by extension, the life of others. So, yes. thank you so much.
2: I love uh, Jeff, you both you got and stay else? safe.
0: Yep, Jeff, do you have anything else to answer the show?
2: No, no.
1: That's, uh,
0: okay, Pam, do you have anything else to control. add for the end of the show here? I I just
2: want to say to people to just stay encouraged, be inspired, stay prayed up, do more than talk, listen. But the word for 2022 is implementation. How do we take the changes that we know are needed and put them in place to get that direct impact in the lives of people that work for a living? (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh,
0: Thank you, Pam. Uh, this, I'm sorry, PG. <laughs>
2: That's okay. Uh, Pam have, is the same I as thing to,
0: Yeah. So I got one thing to add. Uh, next week's show, we will. We're planning on having a show. We're planning on having some special guests and a pathway to get a skilled trades job paying upwards of sixty dollars an hour with benefits, or that with, including their benefits. Probably about forty-five uh, for the wages, but around sixty, as I'm told, for their benefits, uh, including their benefits. So um, we're working on that. We believe they're going to give us the nod Monday or Tuesday on that. to See, firm that up. Uh, it's going to be an in- if, if we're able to get them on the show. It's going to be a very interesting show, and we really appreciate uh, the, the opportunity to have those folks come on and educate us uh, about their trade and about how they can uh, join their trade and get the training free. I was talking to a lady. She was gonna go ahead and go to school to learn this trade, spend a lot of money in college, and I told her there's an apprentice program that'll pay you to do that same thing. (laughs) And of
1: course,
0: uh, her and her parents talked about it. She's gonna be going, I believe, going into this this trade. So it's a wonderful trade. Hopefully we'll have them next week for you. And We'll see. Uh, With that, uh, I'm gonna say, uh, to all of our listeners in the globe, around the, the world, our Canadian and Mexico listeners, U.S. Union and non-union listeners, all of our UAW listeners, we found if you found value in this show, please tell just one more person about us. Have fun. Stay safe in the coming weeks. God bless every one of you. God bless the United States of America. Good night, Jeff. Good night, PG. And good night from myself, Leroy McKnight. Good night, folks.
2: Okay. Love you both. Night night.
0: Night.